book of Ephesians, chapter number 2. I'm going to take this jacket off. I normally do, but if I get hot this morning, ain't no doubt I'll be coughing real fast. Ephesians, chapter number 2, if you will. When you found your place, say amen. 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 Let's all stand out of reverence, out of respect to God's Word. Ephesians chapter number 2. Let's begin reading this morning in verse number 1 through verse number 7. I want this to sink in to your mind this morning. Ephesians 2, verse number 1 through verse number 7. And you hath He quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all, A-L-L, all, had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, but God, I like that. But God, who is rich in mercy, for the great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, boy, like this, just gets real. In the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Your Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, I just come to You this morning. God, I thank You, Father, that You live. God, I'm glad You're alive. I'm glad that You're well. And God, I pray this morning, Father, that You would just have Your hand be done upon this service this morning. God, I pray this morning, Father, especially if there's one that don't know you in the free card of sin. God, I pray that you help me get their sin under the blood this morning. Trust you as their Savior. Trust you as their Lord. Father God, I'm thankful this morning that my present and my past is looking mighty bright. And God, I thank you for that. It's only by you, through you, that that ever happened. Father, we love you. We thank you. God, help us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I think we're staying to be seated this morning. I'll preach on this thought this morning. The past, the present, and the future. It's pretty simple, ain't it? The past, the present, and the future. Now, I'm going to give you some history this morning on the book of Ephesians. And then I want to look at what it is that's going on here in the context of our Scripture. But it's as we come to the book of Ephesians this morning, we come to another book that was written by the man of God named Paul. He's one of the greatest preachers that ever lived. Amen. And other than Christ, of course, Christ was the greatest preacher, greatest teacher that ever lived. It's been said that except for the book of Romans, this book of Ephesians is the most carefully written presentation of Christian theology in the Word of God. And that word theology this morning, don't let that throw you off, it just means the study of God. And it's in this book of Ephesians this morning that you would find it talks about the Lord. Amen. And we ought to talk about the Lord more often than we do. But it's as we come to the book of Ephesians that we learn more about God, which is why we come to the house of God anyhow, is it not? But it's in this book, in this study of God, that as you go through the book of Ephesians, what you'll find is that you'll find just how much riches that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we are living in a day and in a time and in an hour where everybody wants to be rich. Am I right? I mean, we'd like to have a mansion that we live in. We'd like to have, I mean, money just to blow on everything we wanted to blow on. But I'm telling you this morning, if you're saved, you're one of the richest people in the world that's ever been known to man. Some of you look at me like I'm wrong if you want to, but you must not have joy down in your heart if you look at me like I'm crazy. You and I that are saved this morning are the richest people in America. All the way from the White House, all the way down. We have more uh, riches than anybody ever had. 
You say, preacher, what are you talking about? I don't have much in my home. I don't have much in the bank account. Well, friend, if that's all you're thinking home, then I'm telling you, you're looking in the wrong direction because there's something that awaits us in glory this morning. Boy, you're rich this morning. It's a joy to be saved, ain't it? But it's as we come to this book this morning, we see that this will list the heavenly possessions that we have in Christ Jesus. That's all that's going to matter anyway. You take a big old U-Haul with you to the graveside if you want to, and all that stuff still ain't going to make it there with you. Amen. Amen. And I've never seen a U-Haul following a hearse anyhow. <laughs> now listen, I, I can't name all the possessions, but some of them that we find here is that you and I that are saved have, we see that we're part of a royal bloodline. Huh. Yeah, we're part of a royal bloodline this morning. I'm a child of the king with a capital K. And the world can look on me and poke fun at me and say I'm the most uneducated mess they want to. Hey, I'm part of a royal bloodline this morning. And I don't care what they have to say. Amen. Anyhow, we're uh, a part of the royal bloodline of David. David the king. Jesus the king. We're part of that. And we got that because we came through the blood that she just uh, that, that, uh, that she just sung about this morning. Amen, Michelle. And this is, uh, there's a song called Royal Descendant. You know what it says? It says, I claim kinship to Isaac, to Jacob, and to Abraham. And the only way you can do that is through the blood. That's it. It says, I'm a royal descendant of a king from Jerusalem. And if you're born again, that's what you are. Amen. We ought to pick our heads up this week instead of walking around like this and say, hey, my riches may not be much down here, but I've got something to look forward to up there. Hey, we got riches this morning. And then we walk around all the time with our heads hung down. Do we not? Lord lets us get out of bed in the morning. The first thing we say is, Lord, I don't think I can do this this morning. And Brother Shane was just talking about that. He said, once you get that first foot out of bed, and the second one, the Lord will carry the rest of the way. Amen, He will. But hey, we got riches this morning. So it's also in this book this morning, tells you and I how we've been adopted. Yeah, adopted to the family of God. It tells us of the redemptions that, that we have. It tells us of our inheritance that we're going to inherit one day. I'm telling you, friend, this morning, people can leave you behind and inherit, but it's nothing as big as the inheritance that Christ has left behind for us this morning. It's an inheritance that will last forever. I'm telling you, we're rich. Amen. Well, it tells us of our citizenship. And I didn't even need a passport to get there. All it took was the blood of Jesus. Hey, I like it, don't you? Oh, if you're saved, you ought to. We didn't come to celebrate the Easter Bunny this morning, did we? No. I ain't never seen one of them lay eggs on I mean, you show me a bunny that lays eggs, and we're going to be rich in possessions down here, too. Amen. Because I'm going to make some money off that. Listen, we didn't come to celebrate Him. Uh, I'm glad Easter. It's about the day Jesus Christ rose from the grave. Ain't you? I mean, friend, that's what Easter's about. And if you were to go through the grave where Jesus lay this morning, I'm telling you, you got down in there, and you look down in there, He ain't there. He's alive and He's well this morning. Amen. He's governing in the affairs of men. He's still in control no matter how crazy it gets. He is in charge. And friend, every knee will bow to Him. Every tongue will confess. Amen. So you might as well start here. Well, in this book, you can see the wonderful news of salvation. Hope you've been saved. Hope you've been born again. If you've not, I'm glad you can leave out of the building that way this morning. You say, preacher, I don't know what it's like to have riches in Christ. Get saved and you will. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 and 6, why did He save us for? To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved. He saved us to praise Him. And boy, he saved us and accepted us. As miserable and as rotten and as dirty and as nasty and as vile as we are, he accepted us. And then we pout instead of shout. Praise is due to his name. Amen. We can praise him for his redemption. 
that He didn't have to give to us. We'd see that in Ephesians chapter number 1. We've been redeemed by the Son. We can see that we've been sealed by the Spirit of God. Hey, I'm glad this morning Christ don't have to die again. He done it right the first time, and then He sealed us that are saved, and no man can open up what He's done. We can't undo salvation, and I'm glad of that, ain't you? We cannot undo it. I don't care how hard you try. You can try and walk out of God's hand, but God's hand needed all the waters of the world. You can't lose it. Are we rich yet? Boy, uh, you would see this. We're sealed by the Spirit. We can see our position that we have in Christ. I'm glad it's not what it used to be. Amen. All this and more can be found in this book of Ephesians. Let's dig into the context this morning. So we begin reading in verse number 1. We look where the Bible says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. That word you is talking about us safe folk this morning. Alright, that's who the book of Ephesians is written to. The Bible said in Ephesians 1 and 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, to be a saint, you've got to be saved. A saint is not somebody who's went on to be with God and coming back one day, there might be saved saints or, or saints that have died in Christ, but we all sing the song when the saints come marching in. Everybody thinks that it's just some saint, amen? A dead saint. That's not what it's talking about, amen? And then we see these people think that uh, saints are folks who live right. Well, once you're saved, you want to live right. But living right don't make you a saint. So what we see is this book is for the saint. Alright, so we see that. Then we see in this verse, we see the word quicken. Well, we'll look at that in a little bit. So we see that. Now let's read verse 2. The Bible says, we're in time past. That Underline that word past if you want to. We're in time past. You walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now, we saw in the verse before this one, Paul was talking about the past, right? And we saw that he was saying that we all were dead in trespasses and in sin. Alright? So that's the way that it is this morning. If you're lost, you're dead. Alright, that's pretty strong language, ain't it? I don't care if it makes you mad or not. I was dead at one time too. You're either in your sin or you're under trespass. Alright. So we see that we were all that way. A-L-L-R. Boy, this makes people mad. This makes people mad. When you tell them if they ain't nothing good about them, it gets them upset. I'm telling you, I know what I'm made of and they ain't no good in me. And I'm pretty sure that the Bible lets us know that ain't none of us good, no matter how big our halo is. Let's read verse number 3 before I get in trouble. The Bible says, Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So we were children of wrath. What the word of God says. Alright. That word others means all, means everybody. So what we see is that no matter what your lifestyle is, yeah. No matter if you're a murderer, that's strong language too. We were all under the same condemnation. We were all dead. We were all in our trespasses and our sin. We were children of wrath. Amen. We see that Paul says that, verse 3. Now read verse 4. But God, Amen. Yeah. but God who is rich in mercy for his great love or with he loved us, even though we were all the same, even though we were in the same state this morning, we see that it was God that loved us. And if you're lost in sin this morning, it's God who loves you. He sent his only begotten son to die for you on the cross so that you can be saved and born again. He can change your past. Amen. Yeah. God butted in again. We see Paul say in verse number 4, let's read verses 5 through 7, I'll get the message. The Bible says, Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved. Notice what your Bible said, by grace are you saved. That's it. That's the only way. By grace. By grace. And hath raised us up together. And made us. This is past tense. He's done it. To us that are saved. Made us 
If I say I make Shane do something, I'm going to make Shane do something, then I'm going to make it later. But if I say I made Shane do something, it's already been done. See, made us. I like the Word of God. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, here's the future, uh, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. The thing that I see in these verses, I see the past, the present, and the future. The thing that we did not have to do to know all that is I didn't need a palm reader to tell me my past, my present, and my future. Did you... Well, the Bible knows all about us, don't it? That's why people don't like it. Yeah. That's why people want to throw it out the door and get some kind of other new something or other. But the Bible knows you. The Bible knows me. Amen. It was written by God this morning who knows all about us, all the wrong you've done, all the right you've done. He knows. You ain't hiding nothing from God. I tell you what, I don't know why I'm preaching like this. You put something on your cell phone. You can try to delete it all you want. God knows all about it. He knows all about it. You can try to cover it up. You can try to do anything that you want to do. But He knows. Yeah. The point of all this, we don't need anybody to tell us about our life because God tells it all. One man said this about these verses while he was holding a meeting in California. He tells about a trip that he was going to take one Saturday to a resort. He goes on to say that when he hardly left the city, he, he met a, a peculiar looking woman. All right? She was attired in what looked like a red bandana and had been made, and that bandana had been made with handkerchiefs that had been pieced together. This lady had on a shawl on her head as well, but it was this lady who came and sat down beside this man. Now that she was sitting beside of him and his friend, that was with him. She asked, how do you gentlemen, how do you do gentlemen? She was talking real nice. Then she asked, would you like to have your fortune told? Well, that's when this man looked at her and said, are you able to tell me my fortune? It's going to get good in a minute. Just hold on. To which this lady responded by holding out her little palm and saying, cross my palm with a silver quarter. I'll tell you your past, your present, and your future. Yeah, this man then responded to her, and said, you're very sure you can do that, ain't you? If, you? if I give you a quarter. Then he also said, you see, I'm a Scot. I'd hate to part with a quarter that I've worked hard to earn. A quarter was a lot back then. All right. That's when this lady looked at him bewildered for a moment. And after that, she then replied, yes, I'm sure that I can read your palm. I can give you your past and your present and your future. She said, I never fail because I've got a wonderful second sight. And so cross my palm with a quarter. Said, give me a quarter and I'll tell you all. That's when this man responded and he said this. Henry Ironside said this. He said, really, it's not necessary because I've got my fortune told already. And I have a little book in my pocket that gives me my past, my present, Amen. and my future. And he pulled out the Word of God. And he said, the Word of God tells me everything I need to know about my past and my present and my future. My friend, this morning, I want to tell you all that you need to know about your past and your present and your future. And I won't charge you that you ain't got that quarter in my hand if the Word of God tells us our past, our present, and our future. With this on my mind, I want to preach on this thought. I'm going to give you three thoughts. Of course, they're the past, the present, and the future. Amen. Let's get started. Let's look, number one, at the past. Now, we know that in society and in the hour in which we are living in our day, people are amazed by trying to find out what their past is or what their future or what their present is, right? They'll go to the fair, still in our day now, Go to the carnival, even in our day, and they'll pay a price to have somebody read their palm. Am I right? They will. And they'll go to these machines, this little wizard, devilly looking thing, and they'll put a quarter in, and they'll supposedly tell your future as well. Well, I've got a couple words for that. Here's one of them. 
Hogwash, anyhow, but his, they, they'll pay the price for somebody telling them a bunch of hogwash. Again, it's all witchcraft, anyhow, and they're making money off of people. When if people would just go the Word of God, those people be out of business. Because it tells you your past and your present and your future. Now, the Word of God has more power in it than any fortune teller ever could. They might make some educated guesses, and they might even get it right sometimes. But I'm telling you, friend, the Word of God gets it right every time. Amen. And this don't make any guesses. The Bible don't make any guesses. It's full of truth. But the problem is in our day, there are many people who do not want to hear the truth of what the Word of God says. And they'll run to religion and they'll run to people instead of running to the Word and listen to what the Word says. The truth of the matter is, the truth is right here in our text. God shows us our past. How many of you had a past? Sure. Sure. Some of you might be living in your past. How many of you like to know your past and your present and your future? What God's done told us. I love this. I love it. The Bible said, And you had be quickened, in verse number one, who were dead in trespasses. And see, it's no wonder nobody wants to hear the truth in our day because oftentimes the truth hurt our feelings. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's worried about, well, that really hurts my feelings. I don't really like going down into that Baptist church because every time that preacher just preaches the word, the word hurts my little feelings and it tramples on my toes and, and I bust my shins wide open and I just don't like it. I'm telling you, I've got more respect for somebody that'll stand up and tell me the truth about what I am than somebody who will lie to me. That's why I love my wife so much. Amen. She just tell me the truth. Hey, listen this morning. The truth hurt our feelings, but that's not what the Bible that's the what that's what the Bible does, right? It brings home the facts that in our past, you and I that are saved were dead. D E A D Dead. Yeah. So preacher, I don't like it. I don't care what you like. Amen. We were dead. That's what the Word of God said. In what? In our trespasses and sin. Then the Bible said in verse number two, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. I didn't walk according to the course of this world. Yeah, you did. That's what the Word of God said. Hey, if you're lost this morning, that's what you're doing. You're dead. Amen. You are dead, dead, dead. Alright, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You know why everybody's wanting to rebel against everything right? Prince of the power of the air. That's what they're walking after instead of walking after God. God's right, we're wrong. You and I had a past. It was bad this morning. And it don't matter if you think you were a chief of sinners like Paul. It don't matter if you think you were a little sinner this morning. Because sin is sin. In the eyes of God, it don't have a measure. It's all the same in His sight. Sin is sin. We were dead this morning. That was our past. We did not walk according to the things of God. We walked according to the ways of the devil. We walked in ways that we thought was right. And then God tells us that it's wrong, and we get so mad and aggravated, but His way's right. Every single time, He's right. We didn't have the ability to save ourselves. No. And we didn't have the ability to make it to heaven on our own, but we were like a dead man this morning who can do nothing for themselves. Hear me well this morning. The only thing anybody can do for a dead animal is pick it up and dig it a hole. That's all you can do. Hey man, you might kick at it. It'd be a little strange if you did, but you might kick at it a little bit, make sure it's dead. We were dead, friend. There was no hope for you and me. We were dead. If you're lost in sin this morning, I'll tell you something. You're dead. You might poke at it. You might wave your hand a little bit. You might have your name on a church roll, but if you have not been saved, you are dead. There was no hope for you and me this morning except for the fact that we needed Jesus Christ in our heart, in our life. I didn't need to be sprinkled. I didn't need to be baptized. I needed to be saved. Boy, I stood one time at a church. I got in and, and he took me to a room. I'll never forget this. I forgot for a while, but the Lord brought it back to my mind. I went to this room. 
And this man told me I need to be saved. That's dangerous. You don't tell somebody what they need. God tells them. Yeah. I thought, well, I'll just do whatever he says. I thought I got saved. Tripped me up for years. Years of my life. So I thought I was saved. Well, I fell under Holy Ghost conviction one day. God showed me I wasn't saved. I need to be saved. Hey, friend, listen to me this morning. If you don't have Him in your life, if you've never been saved and born again, then you don't have a heartbeat toward God. You're dead. All the wrong that you've done in your life hangs over your head. Yeah, you can try to be good if you want to. You can try to be a good person if you want to. Hey, you can be as you can give a shirt off your back, but at the end of the day, if you ain't saved, you're still dead. Preacher, I don't like this. It ain't my fault. Take it up with the Lord. Amen. Hey, it's until God breathes His breath of life into you that you'll be dead for the rest of your life. The good news of the matter is this. You can get Satan and born again not by baptism, not by christening, not by praying some prayer on a prayer cloth, not by repeating after me, but friend, just telling God and asking Him to save you because He's convicting you and drawing you. That's how you get saved. He'll wash you white as snow. Amen. He'll not bring up your past anymore. The devil will. But I'm telling you, he will never bring it up again. Oh, I've had folks mock me, make fun of me, but Jesus never did. Amen. He says your past is gone. He'll wash you white as a pure snow. That's what he can do for you. Like he's, you hear these folks saying amen, don't you? You know why? Because they agree. Why they agree? Because they're saying. <laughs> Yeah, the same Spirit. The Spirit bears witness, don't it? You're dead if you're lost this morning. So were all of us when we got saved. Hey man, you can be a good person. You can be the worst person in the world. You can be an alcoholic. You can be a homosexual. I'm telling you this morning, it does not matter your state. What matters is if you're born again. And God will take care of the rest of it. Amen. I used to like to go to the bar before I got saved. Now, I always like what my papa said. He said, I got saved, I changed fountains. He said, now I stick to the summer fountain. Yeah. Amen. That's what happens. He'll change your direction. Hey man, you can be a good person or the worst one. I mean, friend, if you're lost, you're dead. If you see a deer on the side of the road and you look at that thing and it's swollen up, nasty looking, it's dead. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's bad. There ain't a thing you can do for it, my boy. You don't want to get it all over your car. It's dead. Say, preacher, that's nasty. Uh, there's a woman in the Bible, Jairus' daughter. Right? She's dead for a few minutes, wasn't she? When the Lord reached her father's house. But the thing about it all is that no matter if he raised her or not, she was dead for a few minutes. Uh, the Gospel of Luke, we find that the Lord went to the village of Nain. It was there. A young man was being carried out to be buried there. He's dead maybe a day or two. That first lady's dead for a few minutes. This, lady, this man was dead for a day or two. The lady before him was dead. This man right here was dead. I know you remember Lazarus, don't you? Lazarus began to stink. Yeah. He's dead. Oh, I like this. I know y'all remember that. They didn't, want him to open, they didn't want Jesus to open his tomb. He'd been dead for four days. Oh, friend, corruption had set in. This man was dead, dead, dead. Here's the thing about it all this morning. Just as dead as they were this morning, here come a man with some power. His name is Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, if you're dead in sin this morning, Christ has the power to save you. Amen. And friend, listen, you call upon His name. And the Bible says, For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It didn't say maybe so. Shall. That word shall, just in case you didn't know, it means you will be. And you will be forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus took your past and my past, right when we were dead and sinned in trespasses, and He gave us eternal life. Hallelujah, we could not help ourselves, but I'm glad we met the one that could. We were dead. Dead people can't help ourselves. You can't pray on the heaven, do you? That's a bunch of mess I've ever seen in my life. Can't help them. I'm glad we met the God who could. Yes, Amen. He opened our blinded eyes, saved us by His wonderful grace. We were dead, but have now been quickened, made alive. We had trespassed the laws of God. How many of you know what no trespassing sign is? I ain't never seen so many of y'all come over here in Tennessee. Man, we just went door knocking. 
And we was a little nervous, wasn't we, at some places. I mean, this is Tennessee. Everybody carries guns around here. A no trespassing sign around Tennessee means if you come in here, you might as well get shot. Yeah, that's a, Tennessee don't play around. Hey man, I'm going to ask County Boy there. Just man, just enter if you're there. Not there, it means, hey, you might get shot if you enter around here. Friend, listen to me this morning. If you are lost in sin, you're trespassing against God's law. And if you don't get saved, you're going to die. Well, that's just truth. If you don't get saved in hell, you will lift up your eyes. Hey, heaven's sweet. But hell's just as real. There's folks down there screaming this morning at the top of their lungs. They heard the gospel. They heard they were dead. They heard how to get saved. And they're screaming for one more chance. One more chance to get saved. And you know what happened down there? The devil will wag his tongue and mock you. Oh, you remember that time that you heard the gospel? And God rubbed you hard and you didn't get saved? And he'll laugh at you and mock you. And in hell, you'll be in so much pain and torment. And it's so hot there that the rich man couldn't get one drop of water. And you're going to be wanting to cry and the tears won't flow because there's no water there. Your insides will be torn apart for the torment that you have to live in the rest of your life. Hey, our past looked pretty bad. But God... Hell was about where we were going to go. But God, I'm telling you this morning, ain't it a blessing to be saved? Amen. The Bible said in John 3 and 7, Marvel not that I said to thee, ye must be born again. That's the only way you'll get to heaven. Water can't born you again. That's good English, ain't it? And it can't do it. I'm telling you, I, I've said this before. If water would save you, I'd go through the town spraying everybody with a super soaker and buddy, we'd just shout around. Yeah. It won't do it. Amen. It will not do it. Right. You must be born again. Amen. You can live according to the world all you want to. You can live and only have joy in this life by the things you got. You can be as moral as you want to be. I'm telling you, if you don't get saved, it hell's where you lift up your eyes. Friend, serious business, ain't it? That was our past. The Bible also said in verse number 2, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, not only were they walking the way of the world, they're walking the way of the devil. Now hear me well, this ain't going to go over good. I don't care if you get mad or not. My wife's got a holiday, it looks pretty good. We can outrun you. Some of you's got Fords, and I've learned how to like them. Hear me well. If you're lost, you might think you're doing things your way. But the Bible plainly tells us that we're walking the way of the world. And here it is, verse number two according to the prince of the power of the air. Every time you rebel against what God said, you're giving hate to what the devil said. Every single time. And you know what it is? It's a spirit of rebellion. If you're here and you're lost, hear me well. You might think you've got your life under control. But if you're lost, the devil's in control of you. Amen. And he wants to take you to hell this morning. He wants to leave you bound. He wants to take you down there so he can laugh at you the rest of your life. But friend, I'm glad that God can butt in and he can save your soul. Say, preacher, I don't like this. I don't care. There's this crowd who think they're living life their way. It's my life. I'll live it however I want. Listen, that's dangerous. Dangerous ground. Oh, but if you give it all to God. Child of God, that was our past. We were bound by sin. The devil had us right where he wanted to see. Here's the thing. We were all right there. Every single person ever been saved was all at the same place. We know what we're talking about this morning. But friend, I'm telling you, it's the devil, child of God, that did not have a last say over you. He'll not get to laugh at you. I'm glad we're going to laugh at him like we said Wednesday night as we throw him in the lake of fire and he's never loose again. What a day it's going to be for the child of God. I'm telling you, we're rich. Rich, buddy. Hey, we ain't losers. We're winners either way. But friend, if you're lost, you're dead. 
in trespasses and in sin. But it don't have to stay that way. Boy, that's good news. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Amen. The Bible said Romans 10 and 13, For whosoever shall call the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're saved, you've been made alive. We're just now living. Amen. And it's just getting ready to get better. But just like the grave can hold Jesus, friend, uh, I'm glad that it will not hold you and me that are saved. I'm telling you this morning, this old flesh may fall off, but my soul's going to live forever in hell with Christ. I'm telling you, how much richer do we need to be? Real. You can buy you a big old mansion if you want to. Before you know it, it's going to start getting cracks in it. Hey man, you can buy the nicest vehicle you want. I guarantee you, eventually it's going to rust and all the salt they put on the road. I'm telling you, there's something way better that will last forever. It's my riches in heaven. Oh, how sweet. Oh, friend. We see the past. Let's look at something else. Let's look number two at the present. Now, if we ever get a hold of this, we might turn into one of them. We might turn back to Costable. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here. If we as children of God get this, we'll shout her out the rest of the service. The Bible says in verses 4 through 6, But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You and I once were dead, but I'm glad that God so gently butted His way in our lives, saved our never-dying souls from hell, and right when you and I were dead, Jesus come in and He made us live. Hey friend, do you know what it feels like to be born again? Our hearts were kind of like the world before God said, let there be light. Amen. The Bible says in Genesis 1 and 2, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Your soul, if you're lost, is dark. And it's deep. But oh, God shines His light in your heart. Hey, you might be here this morning saying, I thought I was saved, but man, I don't feel very safe. Hey, God deal with you. God will deal with you. Amen. Anyhow, our souls were dark and void without form, but from the very second Jesus stepped in, He said, let there be light. There was light. Now our souls can be a light to some soul. We're made the light of the world this morning. And the Bible said in Matthew 5 and 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which, was in, which is in heaven. You and I were once bad. Now, don't hear, now hear me well. We still mess up. We still falter. We still come short. We're not above anybody. But boy, what God placed on the inside. That thing's perfect. That thing's sweet. Hey, ain't it good when you get a case of the Holy Ghost goosebumps? When what's inside of you starts working on the outside. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, when God moves in and you can feel it just so real. Hey, ain't you glad God stepped in your life? Your past is now gone this morning. It's God that washed us white as snow. Jesus took our hearts all to pieces like the song said. Put a little sunshine in. God put it in. Yeah. You don't know what I'm talking about. You can start this morning. Yeah, yeah, good day to get saved, wouldn't it? I can't think of a better day than every day. Amen. That word mercy here in our text means this. I want you to get a hold of this. Mildness or tenderness of heart, which disposes a person to overlook injuries or to treat an offender better than he deserves. It's hard for us to overlook people sometimes, ain't it? Yes, sir. Especially when I'm trying to get in the church and somebody gets in my way. I'm not going to mention the preacher's name, but we just get behind a bunch and they just going out to church this morning to another church and they just driving about 30 and I was ready to come to church. I said, I'm going to call that preacher and tell him to tell his bunch how to drive. I should have said that, but I did. I said it. And I meant it. And it was wrong. And I had to get that right before I took communion this morning. But I'm telling you, mildness, tenderness of heart, which disposes the person. Do you understand this morning? We hung Jesus on the cross. Our sin killed Him. And yet, He wants to give you grace. That, uh, that, that, which disposes a person to overlook injuries or to treat an offender better than he deserves. Yeah. 
It's hard for us to overlook people, but Jesus overlooked us. Hey, he took the shame we deserve, all because He's merciful and He's graceful. And my friend, He's rich in mercy, so He sees God enough to save every sinner to come to Him. There's not one person on the planet of earth God couldn't save right now. There's not. I don't care how bad off they might be, whatever their sin is, God saved them. What we have now in our present time for us that are saved, we've got a God who's rich in mercy. Better thank the Lord for that, right? The Bible says, for His great love, or when He loved us, so He's full of love. There was nothing about you and me that was lovely. I hate to bust my wife's bubble. There ain't nothing about me lovely, honey. I'm sorry. Amen. She knows. That's the first amen I got from her in years. Amen. The Bible said, 1 John 4 19. We love Him because He first loved us. He loved us enough to send Jesus Christ to die for us on the cross. And yet we treat Him so bad. If you're here and you're lost, He loves you enough to save you. Loves you enough to get you out of the sin you're in. Establish your going. Set your feet on the solid rock. Hey, He's Jesus. We got something sure in a world full of unsurety. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 and 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Christ is the foundation. He's sure. And our foundation can't stumble. It cannot fail. It cannot fall. He's the rock a wise man can build on. Now, wait a minute. We're wise. You didn't have to go to a college to get wise either. Yeah, despite what they say. Listen to your Bible. The Bible says this in Matthew 7, 24 through 25. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him to a wise man. Yeah. Which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. We've got the foundation that's sure, buddy. Our riches far surpass anybody in college degree. Now, I'm not making for the college if you want to go that's good. I'm just saying we've got something far better. Amen. Far better. I want the college kids to be saved, don't you? Yeah. He manifests His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for the ungodly. And in our present day and time, you and I have got the love of Christ sent down from heaven when, he, when Jesus ascended up to be with the Father. And that's another thing we've got. The Comforter. Oh, yeah. I like it, don't you? And he's got a capital C. And I love it. When there's times in my study and I want to preach, and I say, God, I've gave the effort. I've tried. I've pinned down some notes and you're going to have to help me. And I'll tell my wife when we come, it's going to be the awfulest thing in the world ever preach. And God will do And you know what he'll do in the saddest times of our life? He'll wrap his arms and hug us up real tight. And he'll say, I'm here for you. You'll look at me like I'm dumb. I know how it feels. Amen. He ain't forgot about you wherever you're at this morning. Even though we were lost in sin, even though we were dead, us that are saved, we live because he lives and he lives forever. So we're living forever too. Hey, another thing we have is that we're no longer separated. Brother West talking about that veil in Sunday school. It's gone. That priest could enter in the veil one time a year. We can go in every second of every day. We can go to the holiest of the holies and call on His name and sit with Him, fellowship with Him, pray with Him, talk to Him. Friend, it's Him who lives because He rose on the third day. His resurrection is what promised our resurrection. We'll rise because He did. The old body might die, but my soul never will. So not only is that our present... Look at this. God looks on us and He don't see us no more. Shoo. He don't see our failures. You know what He sees? He sees the blood of His Son. Oh, my, my. That's why the Bible says what it says here this morning. Oh, where's that? Yeah, verse 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What does he see? He sees us sitting there on the right side of God. Mm. I don't care what truck you drive. 
or how big your house is, ain't nothing compares to that. Yes. There ain't nothing compares to that. He sees us sitting in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus in our present time, no matter where we're at. If you're saved, you're seated with Christ. That's where we stand with God, friend. And yet we walk around with our heads hung down. Yeah. Well, we walk around with our heads in the clouds. Not pride. But boy, just being thankful. Well, we've looked at our past, our present. Let's look at our future. The Bible said Ephesians 2 and 7 here. This is coming. I believe it's drawn close. That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. The Bible said in the ages to come, there's a place where you and I have never seen before. Amen. Amen. i got to preach on a little bit Wednesday night. and I don't know what awaits us in that land. But I know there's coming a land where it's going to be wonderful. You and I that are saved are going to a place and it's not a fairy tale. John 14 and 2 said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I want you to take your finger when I say you and point it to yourself. Ready? You. Me. Yeah. Amen. In my future, which I didn't need a fortune teller to tell me about. But the Bible says I'm going to a place prepared. Then after that word prepared, the Bible says it's for you. The great God in heaven, if you're saved, has prepared a place just for you. Ain't it amazing how that God would make a place for sinners like us? Boy, He loves us this morning. Uh, Friend, that's just how much He loves us. It'll be a personal place. Just for you. That's what the Word of God said. And friend, I just saw that. I never thought about this before. But that just goes to show how much He truly loves you this morning. Boy, oh, we ought to shout. He takes thought of each and every individual. And there's folks who wake up coming worse and they say, Oh, that's for it. It ain't more to me. I'm telling you, the riches I've got in glory are far better than anything I could ever have down here. Friend, I'm telling you, I, I, I like guns, COVID, but I'm telling you, there's something better awaiting me in heaven. Oh, I like to eat. I'm going to sit down at a table and I'm going to feast like I ain't never feasted before at the feet of Christ. I'm telling you, one day. Oh, boy, I'm having a good time. I can't imagine what it feels like to never have a want. You know how we are. We go to the store and what do I have out there? I go, no, ladies see shoes. I'm guilty too. I like shoes. I guess I get it from my mama. (laughs) (laughs) We see shoes and what do I have here? I'm going to a land where I'll never want nothing again. Because everything I want already be there. I'm telling you, everything I need will be in heaven. What a day it's going to be. Oh, my goodness. We're going to get to look and sit beside the crystal sea. Hey, maybe dip our feet in the water for a little while. I don't know. We're going to a place where the street's pure gold. Boy, we desire to have gold down here, don't we? It's gold. I like that. I like that piece of jewelry right there. We're going to a place where we're walking. Yeah. On the street. Okay. We'll be walking on the treadmill, not even caring. Oh, what a joy. What a joy. Oh, all our loved ones that went to be up there. Going to meet them again one of these days. We're going to see them again. See us? Hey, they're going to be there. I'm telling you, what a joy. We're rich. Rich. I mean, we're filthy rich this morning. Don't even act like it, friend. This land is going to be so sweet. Amazing to me, the sweet times down here will end, won't they? Something can be sweet one minute. Y'all are married, you know what I'm talking about. Me and my wife will be so sweet sometimes, just holding hands and walk around, and one minute later, we'll be at each other's throat. <laughs> the sweetness ends. <laughs> the sweetness ends down here. No, not up there. Oh, friend, it'll be so sweet. Oh, what a day. What a day. What a day. 
Well, can you imagine waking up in a good mood every day? If we even sleep. I don't even think we'll sleep. It don't matter if we sleep or not. We won't even want to sleep. We'll be in a good mood every day. But yet we walk around with our heads unbound. And we look at the state that our nation's in and say, God can't be within a thousand miles. He's in every one of you that is saved. He's there. He's with us all the time. Friend, we're going to have a glorified body. Mm. I've never known how it felt to feel good every day. Going to be a place of rest. The Bible said in Revelation 14 and 13, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. I'm sure that will move around up there, but what a rest. How many of you like to get beside the, the stream and just listen to the water? That rests me. Boy, what a rest. What a rest. It's going to be better than that because that rest comes to an end pretty fast. Friend, there'll be no dealing with unruly public. Thank the Lord. All the people will be ruly up there. Even the ones here that said they saved, if they were, they were still unruly. Don't they they be? Amen. What a day. What a rest we're going to have. Listen, there'll be no sorrow, no crying, no pain. There'll be no more curse in heaven. The curse will be lifted forever. And there'll be no night there. There'll only be day. Hey, all that awaits us that are safe in our future is that home up yonder in the sky. Friend, there'll be no church splits. There'll be no this side against that side. No COVID. No matter what you got a vaccine or not. Hey, I'm telling you, there'll be no fighting, no feuding, no arguing, no bickering, no fussing. What a day. I long to see it, don't you? I just thank God what He's prepared for us that are saved. I'm kind of homesick for a country that I've never seen before. Gilderland, I'm longing for you. Amen. As homesick as I am, I know this morning I'm going there some sweet to me. And that day His work will be completed. What work? See, He started working you the day He saved you. But the day you get up there, that work started on the inside. Going to show up on the outside. We'll look like Him. Be like Him. Bible said in 1 John 3, 1 and 2, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not. That's why it makes fun of us in the way we believe. The world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Listen to this. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, or we shall see Him as He is. I've never seen Jesus. Because my body couldn't contain it. But oh, one day I'm going to have a glorified body that will contain all the glory that Christ has, and we're going to see it. Oh, what a day. What a glorious, glorious day. It's resurrection day. And not only did He die for us to make it possible, He rose so that you and I could know our past, our present, and our future. Amen. I don't need nobody to tell me what lies ahead because I won't It's written in the book. Let's all stand. Our heads bound. Our eyes closed. I'm done.